St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. My name is Greg Lindbergh. Here on this episode of the podcast, we are highlighting a course here at St. Leo called Practical Skills in Theater. And this specific course was taught in the fall of 2022 by Aaron Austin, who is an adjunct instructor of theater within our Bachelor's in Theater degree program here at St. Leo University. One of the main projects of the course was for students to create an audio drama or podcast, and we just wanted to feature some segments from some of these projects just to give you an example of uh, the great work that these students did. The first audio drama we're going to feature is called Falling Awake, and this project was written, directed, and produced by Caitlin Menendez and created by Caitlin Menendez, Donald Brake, and Pam Waitkovich. I don't want anything. Then why did you... Oh, God, no. Please, is this one of those trafficking things? Did I just get human trafficked? Please, please just let me go. I promise I won't tell anyone about this. I swear on my cat's life. Your cats? Yes. Yes, my cat. And that's a big deal because he's the most important thing to me. So please just let me go. Pringles is more important to you than your mom. Or your friends. Or any human being. Pringles is a good boy! You know my cat's name? That's because... Oh my god, you're a stalker! God, I can't believe this is actually happening to me! You were dreaming, Millie. What? You fell. Remember? Off the roof of your apartment building? Fell. Did I... Yeah... Is that where you got me? After I fell? You are still lying on the ground next to your apartment building. Now, how can you even try to lie about that? How is that supposed to work? I'm sitting here and talking to you. You're not even trying to come up with something. Listen to me, Millie. You're dying. No, please. My cat! Not because I'm going to murder you. Because you fell off of a building. Oh. Right. I went up on the roof because I was freaking out in my apartment. And then you were sitting on the edge. And then I fell somehow. Somehow? Ugh. Why did I do that? Pringles? And my family? I should have put a bra on? So, you're upset? Yes. Why wouldn't I be upset? The same reason you somehow fell off a roof? So, where am I? Who are you? I already told you you're dreaming. This is your psyche. I'm the voice in your head. I know how things work here. 
I would like to help you figure those things out. What things? Your life, your happiness, those kinds of things. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I have any of those things. So, you're unhappy? That's... Questions like that, it's, it's, it's complicated. It's yes or no. You don't need me to answer, right? You're in my head. I don't need you to, but I do want you to. I... I don't. I just don't feel hopeful when I wake up in the morning. I don't have anything to look forward to. It's so hard to set things up with friends because we're all busy all the time. And going to visit my family just makes me feel suffocated. All I do is go to work, come home, go to work, come home. It just all feels so pointless. Like, I'm just going through the motions. I haven't felt like myself in so long, so... So... So, yeah. That's what's going on. I see. Millie, I think there's someone you should talk to. Someone here. But why? Wouldn't it be the same as staying here and talking to you? She'll be able to offer you a different perspective than me. Perspective? Feels a little late for that. Better late than never. I guess so. It's better than doing nothing. Where should I go? Wherever you want. Next up, we have R plus J, which was written, directed, and produced by Christian Hargrove. And this project was created with Caitlin Menendez, Jacob Schmidt, Destiny Hess, Jackie Stiles, and Jaden Blackstock. Please don't hurt me. I didn't do I, I didn't do anything or have anything of value to offer. My family can give you whatever you want. They're rich. They have a lot of money. Please just let me go. <laughs> hey kid, relax. I'm not going to hurt you. Money isn't going to fix the situation. So give it up. If you give me what I want, I might let you out of here. I, I don't understand. I don't know who you are. Look, fine, if giving you what you want gets me out of here, fine. The name's Jessie, known as the dumb girl for your, your math class third period. I'm sorry, that doesn't ring a bell. I don't know a Jessie. Miss mm, Airhead? Popular girl? I thought everyone knew me. I don't. Apparently not, so... I just can't believe you were smart enough to kidnap me. Don't insult me. Everyone has tricks, including me. This basement is your new home. My parents are making changes to the basement, so it looks creepy now, but I have a blueprint of how to look if... I, I don't care about your stupid, creepy basement. Just let me go, please. Are you sure? It's a really nice blueprint. I'm fairly certain. Look, I want to go home. Don't you find it strange to have a stranger locked in your basement? You worry too much. Anyone who's kidnapped in a stranger's basement would be worried. Well, that happens in the movies. This is real life. What do people do in movies? Overreact like you. If you would take a moment and look around, you'd see there's like a full bathroom, a bed, 
and a mini fridge. All the necessities. I'll fill the fridge up with food when you're sleeping. Next up, we have Jaden's playlist, which was written, directed, produced, and performed by Jaden Blackstock. I was a tad shocked and kind of a hater until I heard her open that heavenly mouth. From the day I heard the hit Ocean Eyes, I was hooked. Her albums then became very popular. The album Where Do We Go When We Fall Asleep is what set her up for continuous stardom. The way she could take the emotion you were feeling about literally anything and describe them on paper was so impressive. Billie Eilish became America's number one pop star for months. Let's move on to Live In Ghosts, which was written, directed, and produced by Destiny Hess and also created with Zachary McElwain. Christian Hargrove, and Paul Vitaliti. Something is definitely going on here. I told you guys this place was gross. Maybe Jesse's right, honey. What should we do? There's nothing that we can do right now. Let's all just try to get some sleep, and we can work on it in the morning. Uh-uh, no way. I'm not sleeping in here with some crazy thing staring at me. How about we all sleep in a living room? That way, if something happens, we're all together. Okay. I didn't sleep at all last night. All I could think of was that person staring at me. We have to do something or I'm moving out. You're not moving out. We'll figure something out. Well, I have a couple of ideas. Already? Well, I couldn't sleep, so I decided to do some research. And? Well, we have a couple of options. Option one, we can move. That's a great option. Let's go with that one. We can move back into our old house. Eh, not quite. Option two is we get someone down here to fix it for us. But I've looked into that a little bit, and that is expensive. So... We're left with option three. We try to figure out something for ourselves and make peace with them. I'm pretty sure one was planning to eat me last night and you want me to make peace with them? It's either that or we're homeless. Moving was expensive and we're very low on money right now. We can't afford to move again. Fine, but I'm not gonna be happy about it. What do we need to do? We need to show them that we don't want to hurt them. We didn't move here to fight with them. You work on that. I need to bake something. Bake? You know that's how your mother deals with stress. Now let's get to work. Cookies are done! Obviously, this is not working. Have you guys tried? Dad had this brilliant idea to try talking to the ghosts, but his research disappeared when he turned around. So they clearly weren't fans of that idea. Regardless, I'll do some more research tonight and we'll try again tomorrow. You want me to sleep with them still roaming the house torturing us? Uh, hold on one second. Here is a flashlight and some bear repellent. It's a ghost, not a wild animal. What do you expect me to do with 
fair repellent? <sighs> Look, it's all we've got. I'm sure you'll figure something out, hon. G good night. But... Night, I guess. At least I'll be safe if a bear attacks. Next up, we have Pinocchio, which was written, produced, and directed by Paul Vitaliti, and also created with Donald Barake, Kalia Bradley, Alicia Finger, Zachary McElwain, Mason Quick, Asha Sharpton, and Pam Waitkovich. Pinocchio, based upon the work The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Lorenzini, under the pseudonym Carlo Collodi. Hello, gentle listener. I am the fairy godmother. I shall motherly guide you through this tale. We start our story with an elderly woodcarver named Geppetto who decided to cut down a very specific tree that was glowing outside his bedroom window the night before. It stopped glowing as soon as it fell down, which should be happening right about... Timber! Now! I just want to say, the tree made a sound when it fell because he was there in these woods. If he wasn't there, the tree falling wouldn't have made a sound, and I cannot stress that enough. Ah, oh, a perfect size for the wood carving of a new marionette, if I don't say so myself. It's too bad that I need to go to the market to get a new spool of string. The last one got so entangled and intertwined, I figured it would just be easier to buy new with the rest of my life savings. Little block of wood from the glowing tree I cut down because it was uh, too bright of a light from my bedroom window. I'm very old with no wife uh, and infertile. I will never have a child of my own due to so many different factors, uh, variables, and reasons. All I ask is for a little boy of my own. Even if he was to be made by this wood itself. Uh. Hello, Mr. Geppetto. <gasps> Don't startle me! My old heart can't take as such. I must apologize for this, and also that I made the tree glow last night so you could chop it down since I knew it would be a nuisance to you early this morning. I've decided to test you, but not you specifically, your little puppet on your behalf to test your abilities as a father figure with the very tree you cut down. I heard your plea last night and decided to take pity on you. How are you gonna test a puppet? By reanimating the marionette carved wood, of course. Just go into your workshop and look, my friend. Hello? Is there a living puppet about in here? I wish you no harm. Oh, the fairy was telling the truth. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! How are you? Who are you? Where am I? How am I? Who am I? What am I? Oh no! Every parent's a nightmare. A young male with ADHD. This is why I never had a real boy. This will surely attest to me. Little puppet, I think I'll name you Pinocchio, as in wood, and the pet name for Francesco. Oh, why don't you just name me something like Francesco or Francis or Frank? Because I've decided to name you from what I created you. The fairy? No. Oh. Pinocchio, Pinocchio, I have blessed you with life, but you must show truth, justice, in the Italian way. Uh, but I don't have the patience for any of that. I don't need to do what you say, witch. Wooden boy, I will take your soul right back to where it came from. I brought you into this world, and I'll take you right back out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's not be hasty. <laughs> That's what I thought. Let's move on to The Finches 
which was written, produced, and directed by Pam Waitkevich and created with Donald Barake and Caitlin Menendez. Our tale starts in a little town called Sassatone Tudio. Ego, a lonesome finch, is making preparations for a terrible storm. Let's check in on her in the very private diary birdhouse. Hello, chickadees. I'm Ego, your trusted storyteller and main character. I'm currently preparing for a terrible storm that is coming my way. I don't think it will be that bad, and it might actually be an incredibly nice storm. I have my shutters up and I've stocked up on seeds and grass to just prepare or whatever. Here, I'll show y'all. Oh wait, we don't have it in the budget for visuals. This narrator would like to know we did have it in the budget for visuals, but wanted to try a new documentary with only audio. We just wanted Ego to think there was no budget as the producers we are. Back to Ego. I was going to tell you about my own preparations, but that would be dreadfully dull. So I'm going to introduce you to my best friend, Duckley. Oh, what's this? A warning sign about who knows what. Broski! Hello, Duckley, my favorite bullfinch from Finchammy. Have you heard about this terrible storm coming into town? I think this storm might actually be quite nice. The storm seems quite lovely, and there might even be a sun shower with it. I haven't seen any warning signs. There is no reason to prepare at all. Good, because I'm not prepared at all. I have heard there are, like, warning signs about this storm, but alas, I am a finch, and I cannot read them. I'm totally thinking of welcoming the wicked cool storm into my house, Broski. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. Exactly. The storm needs a house too. I'm not going to build walls or whatever to stop it from entering my life. Especially when the storm has like nobody. I love this for you. As time passes, the storm becomes more and more of a nuisance on Duckley and Ego. As showing you everything the storm does would be quite time consuming and actually be out of budget and not in our time frame to get it done, here's a Storm and Finch montage. Hey homie Storm, could you maybe not have strangers in the birdhouse? You are so funny. That person is totally not cool. I just want one piece of decor so the fancy dog portraits are staying. Oh, I mean, maybe you're right about Duckley, but... I never experienced that, so, like, I can't relate. Hey, Duckley, let's go tell our close friends Dodo and Finch about this. Bro, let's go. Finch, Dodo, we decided to welcome a storm into our lives. It's going swimmingly. I spend so much time with the storm, and it even lets me leave it at home without thundering too much. It's great! Yeah, it's totally great. 100% fire! I really don't like this storm. Did you guys read the warning signs? 
There are so many of them. Not even the gargantuan ones that are literally flashing? Dodo and I have read them multiple times. It was a light read. Next, we feature The Girl With No Name, which was written, directed, and produced by Whitney Sammons and R.J. Pierre, and created with Brianna Alside, J. Ann, Destiny Hess, and Mason Quick. My name is human number 835. I was born in the fighting pits on planet Nox Glacialis, and it was my turn for another day. All patrons, please remain in your seats. The games will continue shortly. I found her! She's down this way! You can't escape! Someone, stop her! Picked her up in the woods, outside the pits, nearly unresponsive. She escaped the games, single-handedly. Impressive. Do we have a new identity for her yet? What's the holdup? We have more important things to work on than delaying another placement on the surface. I think I have a different idea. Care to share? Not yet. I have to speak to her first. Then get in there and tell us what she knows. I want details. We need to find more weaknesses in the pit. Let her get away with too much. Do I? She's second in command. You're not. I could be. I need you where you are. I don't see why. It's not your place, Jack. Now we feature Baggins, which was adapted, directed, and produced by Zachary McElwain, and also created with Christian Hargrove, Destiny Hess, and Paul Vitaliti. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms and an oozy smell, nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. This hobbit was very well-to-do, and his name was Baggins. Hello! The Baggins had lived in the neighborhood of the hill for time out of mind and the people considered them very respectable, not only because they were rich, but also because they never had any adventures or did anything unexpected. This is a story of how a Baggins had an adventure and found himself doing and saying things altogether unexpected. This story begins one morning long ago, when there was less noise and more green and the hobbits were still numerous and prosperous. Bilbo, our hobbit, was standing outside his door when he saw an old man with a tall pointed blue hat, a long gray cloak, and a white beard plumping towards his home. Good morning! What do you mean? Do you wish me a good morning or mean that it is a good morning whether I want not? 
or that you feel good this morning, or that it is a morning to be good on. Um, all of them at once? And a very fine morning for I have no time. I am looking for someone to share in an adventure that I am arranging, and it's very difficult to find anyone. Oh. Well, I should think so in these parts, dear sir. Let me see. I don't think I know your name. You have forgotten after all this time why I am Gandalf, and Gandalf means me. Gandalf. Gandalf! Goodness gracious me, not... Not the fellow who used to tell such wonderful tales at parties of, about dragons and goblins and giants and the rescue of princesses and the unexpected luck of widow's sons? The very same. Not the man that used to make such particularly excellent fireworks. I remember those. Splendid! Ha-ha. Indeed, those were my work as well. Not the Gandalf who was responsible for so many quiet lads and lasses going off into the blue for mad adventures. I beg your pardon, but I had no idea you were still in business. Where else should I be? All the same, I am pleased to find you remember something about me. Well, for the sake of your poor mother, I will give you what you asked for. I beg your pardon, I haven't asked for anything. Yes, you have, twice now. My pardon, I give it to you. In fact... I will go so far as to send you on this adventure. What, uh, no, sorry, I don't want any adventures, thank you. Not today. Good morning, but please come to tea anytime you like. Why not tomorrow? Come tomorrow. Goodbye. What on earth did I ask him to tea for? Last but not least is Apollo Armstrong, which was written, directed, and produced by Jacob Schmidt and created with... Donald Brake, Jaden Blackstock, Christian Hargrove, Zachary McElwain, Caitlin Menendez, Jackie Stiles, and Julie Terrell. Urgent distress call for Myoki 5. You've reached the starship Wensleydale. This is Captain Apollo Armstrong. <laughs> Just hold on, ma'am. We'll be down there soon. Zena, Alan, get your butts down to the transporter room. We've got a planet to save. Zena, my darling Zamosian psychopath. You ready to go kill some bad guys? Locked and loaded, Apollo. Excellent. Alan, my android brother. You ready? Like a brand new car, baby. All right, To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.